What up, motherfuckers? It's your host with the most being Katie. You're tuned into Jam Planner Podcast. With me, I have the host with the most also, Westside Jordan. What's up? Today, this is this is season two, episode 13. We're going to be reviewing Camlon's album, Purple Haze. And without further ado, let's get into the history of it. So around 2003, Camlon teamed up with the Diplomats. And they released their debut album, Diplomatic Immunity, which was a double album. It did really good. It went gold. And it was under Rockefeller Diplomat Records. And, the, and then a year later, the same year of when Purple Haze got released, Diplomatic Immunity 2 came out the same year. And then later that year, in December 7th, 2004, Cameron released Purple Haze. The producers on the album are Schizo, the Heatmakers, Chad Hamilton, Max the Beatmakers, Kanye West, Brian Alday, Miller, Ty Tracks, Charlemagne, not Charlemagne the God, a different Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> Pop and Versatile, Stay Getting Productions, Bang, The Legendary Trackster, Self Service, Music Maestro, Amadeus. The guest appearances on the album are Jewel Santana, Kanye West, Selena Johnson. We did a song on Kanye West, and it, it's funny how she did a song on Kanye West's debut album, and she also did a song on Kanye West on this album as well. So I think that's really interesting. Uh, Mona Lisa, who is like a 1990s R&B singer. I think his name's Jaheem. I might be wrong. Jim Jones, Nicole Ray, Twista. Yes, the same Twista from Chicago fame, the fast rapper. Psychodrama. Freaky Zika, who's Cameron's cousin. J.R. Ryder, I have no idea who that is. Un, Uncussed, I want to say. The singles on the album are Get Em Girls, Lord You Know, Shake, Hey Lady, Girls Down and Out. And the, let's get to the track listing. So the track listing, track number one, intro, produced by Schizo. Dope way to start off the album. Short and sweet. I I thought since it said intro that it was gonna be some like introduction, you know, just nigga talking. He was like talking in the beginning, but kicked a little verse. And I did write down some favorite lyrics of mine: mathematician, subtraction, addition, division to the packs, and the cracks in the kitchen, multiplication, rocks that I slash precision. And that was from Cameron. So those are my thoughts on this song. I definitely thought that this was a strong intro to the album. Um, once again, Cameron shows uh, his really strong lyricism skills. Um, and I think uh, that, you know, Cameron's definitely in his element with this one, uh, in this track. And um, one thing I would have done as a production, uh, not, not that this is like a huge complaint and I would not, turn up his voice too much. I would just turn up his voice just a little bit just to kind of uh, give uh, give his lyricism a, just, a, that, just a little bit more clarity. Um, but other than that, it's a really strong intro and uh, I'm definitely with you. I'm very glad that it was not a intro that was also a skit at the same time. Um, I mean, you and I, we both have our issues with skits. So I'm glad that the intro was not a skit. He kind of like tricked us for a second because it said intro and then I thought it was just going to be talking. So I'm really glad he just gets straight to the point, you know. And when I was looking at the 
the singles, it said Lord You Know, but I could not find that in the track listing. So I think it was kind of like the bonus track. I didn't buy, I didn't listen to it at all. It just went over my head. So I just I just went by what Wikipedia said for the um singles. So yeah, we're not gonna be doing Lord You Know. All right, so we got our thoughts for track number one. Do you have anything else to add to the intro? Uh nope, I believe I got my thoughts out. All right, perfect. So we get to track number two, more gangsta music, featuring Joel Santana, produced by the Heatmakers. This is another dope song, dope beat by the Heatmakers. I think the Heatmakers is like the unsung hero throughout the whole Purple Haze album because they have like the bangers on their side. And so I did write down some favorite lyrics. So I like a chick with big breasts on her chest, not, not flat, looking like somebody stepped on her chest out from Joel Santana. And then Cameron, little dick, you a dickhead, nah, dildo. Get the R. Kelly tape and see how we piss on you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Fucking Christ, man. Yeah, those are the lyrics that I thought were funny, you know, stood out to me. So yeah, those are my thoughts on it. Another dope song. Once again, um, Cameron and, uh, and Jules Santana together, they make you know, obviously some very explicit lyrics together, um, which, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't have any problem with. I'm not going to, like, knock somebody for having super explicit lyrics or anything. Um, so that was that's definitely still present in this album. Um, one interesting thing that I would say about this track was that it was Jules Santana mostly, it was mostly just Jules Santana on this song. It was, like, it almost just seemed like Cameron was kind of like a feature on a Jules Santana track because yeah, um, because Cameron only did a verse because Jules Santana I think Jules Santana did like I think he did two verses and the hook so uh, I thought that was kind of interesting it was definitely more of a Jules Santana song than a Cameron song even though it's on a Cameron album yeah I got that too because I think uh Jules Santana had don't quote me on this. I want to say he had like two verses and Cameron had one, something like that. Like yeah. This weird ratio. And I think, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I'm looking at the albums and Joel Santana dropped the album in 2003 called From Me to You. And then in between, no, after Purple Haze, he dropped the album in 2005, What's the, What the Game's Been Missing. So I think that probably has something to do with it, probably hyping him out hyping like the audience up for like his new album or something like that. So that might be a factor in why mm. he had more verses than Cameron. Could be wrong though. <clears throat> so we get yeah, to- Yeah, oh, sorry. No, you're good, no, you're good. I was just gonna say that, uh, yeah, that's definitely a possibility because in the album before, Jules Santana was in it a lot. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of lacking in this album. He only appeared in like two tracks, which I was kind of yeah. worried about because I think- yeah. He did a really good job on come home for you come home for me yeah definitely uh definitely very different yeah, yeah it, it kind of sucks but it is what it is but you're gonna notice throughout the album guys that there's not that much like guest appearances on it because in um come home with me not to knock it I, I have nothing wrong with guest appearances but there are like hella guest appearances on um Come home with me. So you get to see Cameron shine more. Like the guest appearances on here are very like, I guess you could say limited. Like they only provide, they'll give you a verse or two 
but they mostly provide hooks, you know. So I just want to put that out there. So you have any more thoughts on uh, our gangster music? Nope, take it away with the next track. All right, perfect. So we get to track number three, Get Down, produced by Chad Hamilton. Another dope song. I like the soulful beat. And I thought this was produced by Kanye West because it has like Kanye West's name written all over it. So I really like this song. Yeah, I definitely thought this was a really good song. The Marvin Gaye sample, I think, was definitely yeah. a good addition. Um, and I also think that Cameron's flow uh, really added to the vibe of the track. I think his flow was really good to add uh, even more personality to the track. He did not, Cameron definitely did not take away from this really good beat that was made at all. Like he, he, he just added to it in a way, I would say. Yeah, I agree. He definitely fits on soulful beats as well. There's going to be a lot of them too on this album. So yeah, another solid track. So we move on to track number four, which is Welcome to the Pur Welcome to Purple Haze. And this is a skit. This is, we basically introduced to Mizzle. He's throughout the whole album. He's like a former heroin addict. He's just talking about like doing drugs and that. So I just said, for me, this is a skip. I didn't think the skit was funny, just more annoying than funny, my opinion. Yeah, um, pretty much it's just this guy who's a freaking addict who, you know, he's just kind of talking, I guess. I don't really know. There's not really much to say about it. Not. Um, I'm just gonna say this now. None of the skits in this album are really all that impressive. They're nothing special, and that's just kind of like one of those. Yeah, I agree. There's one skit, but we'll get to it later on. It's gonna be like towards the middle of the end of the album. So yeah, Mizzle's throughout the whole album. He's kind of an annoying character. I don't know why they decided to use him. You know, it is what it is. But doesn't the skits don't affect the, the score of my album? What I'm gonna get the album anyway. So yeah. So we get to track number five, which is Kill a Cam slash Roll That Skit, produced by the Heat Makers. And this production is fucking heat, man. I really like this beat. It kind of has like a Jamaican kind of hard street edge to it. It's very bass heavy. And I love it. This is definitely one of my favorites on the album. Definitely my top five, that's for sure. There's like a skit at the end, and the dude's just telling people to like roll the blunt. And then I did write down some favorite lyrics. Yellow diamonds in my ear, call them lemon heads. So I just thought that was an interesting witty line from Cameron. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you that the beat on this track is so is really good. Um, and but for me with this one, I feel like sometimes Cameron on the flow could sometimes be there's a slight, just like a slight disconnect between him and the beat a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why we had, why we needed the skit. Um, at the end, I agree with that. But, uh, but for me, what really makes this song really good is that beat, like the beat is just, is definitely one of those just really good beats that I could just listen to the instrumental on this one. I agree, man. I just love the beat. The beat is just very bass heavy. It's very like hard street edge and all that, you know. This is definitely, I would say, a signature Cameron song. 
my opinion. Like, if you want to listen to Cameron, I, I recommend you listen to this song. Like, this album and this song particular has some of the, like, best Cameron, like, production and songs, like, in its discography. So I definitely think this is, speaks volumes about, like, what Cameron is about. But, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. You have any more thoughts to talk about on Killer Cam? Nope, I got all my opinions out. All right, perfect. So we get to track number six, Leave Me Alone. Part two, pre produced by Nasty Beat Makers. This is another bang. I really, really love this song, man. This is in my top five. And top five on the album, not top five of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very cinematic beat. It sounds like something that would be used in like an action movie. And I like the violin. I think that's what it is. And this is way better than that fucking godforsaken part two, no, part one, which was on uh, Come Home With Me. The one they used Ambitions as a writer. Fuck that song, dude. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. This blew it out the, this blew it out the water. That, this made it look like a little Yachty song, in my opinion. <laughs> it's not that bad, but I, I don't like the song. Man. Being a little dramatic here and there. But um, yeah, my favorite lyrics are... It's more than shrimps, it's whores and pimps. The difference in our crimes, yours attempt, attempt bur burglary, attempt theft. You just begun. I'm grand theft, auto, racketeering, larceny, conspiracy, murder one, electric chair. I don't deserve the fun. That's from Cameron. So those are my thoughts. And this is produced by Nasty Beatmakers. And I think Antilla Cam was produced by the Heatmakers. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the song. So actually, now that you have said the same things about the track, I'm actually going to change my opinion a little bit on it. Um, I initially thought it was one of the weaker tracks. Um, I'm not going to put it in my top five, but yeah. um, now that you say that line, I remember that line. I was like, wait a minute, this song is actually probably better than I thought it was. Um, my only <laughs> issue with it is that I wish Cameron, because he has a lot of punchlines in this track, yeah. Um, I just wish he would hit the punchlines a little bit harder. But I think I'm gonna have to change my mind a little bit on this track now that you've kind of uh you know reset some lines and stuff like that. So I think I'm I think uh I think you've changed my mind on this track a little bit. I'm glad I was able to do that. <laughs> yeah, this is a banger, man. I really love this song. This, this is probably gonna give it away what order it is for me, but in my top five. <laughs> It is what it is, though. I was going to say something else, but I totally forgot. We'll just move on to the next song. Um, so track number seven, Down and Out, featuring Kanye West and Selena Johnson. And this is produced by Kanye West and Brian Alday Miller. So this is like a co-production song. So this is a Kanye West beat, but it's not fully produced by, if that makes sense. He's working with someone else to do it. This is another dope song, another dope song in a row. For me, there's no hiccups on, on the song so far that we went through. And I just like how soulful it is. And my favorite lyrics are, you got pets, me, me too, mines are dead. Doggy, fox, minks, gators, that's necessary. Accessories, my closet's pet cemetery. And I thought that was like a brilliant line because he's paying homage to the movie Pet Cemetery, which is about dead animals and he, he has like dead animals as like accessories and stuff. So I thought that was really brilliant. Yeah, I thought that this track was really good. Um, 
And one thing I was kind of surprised by based upon Cameron Sanders, I was very surprised at how well Kanye West and Cameron worked together. Um, yeah. Like their sounds sound really good together. Um, and definitely like neither one of them really like kills the track or anything and like really it has also a really good beat um yeah this is definitely a really strong track on the album for sure yeah and this is my top five i'm not sure is this in your top five yeah it's in my top five all right hell yeah man we're on the same page <laughs> so we get to track number eight which is harlem streets produced by ty tracks and this song camera's talking about like his time in Harlem and like drug dealing and all that. I thought this is a dope song. I like that piano lace beat. Kind of has like a somber tone to it. Just like reminiscing on how bad life life was in Harlem and how he had to get by. And I do have favorite lyrics. So my favorite lyrics are we tie dynamite to the rhino type. Wino might find your site. Sell the information for a dime of white. That China, China. I'm behind the dinner selling marijuana to minor, minor. So those are my thoughts on this song and my favorite lyrics. Uh, one thing I really liked about this track is that, um, so as we know, um, you know, Cameron, he's from Harlem. Um, and I like it's how he gets, he not only just like describes his neighborhood, but he gets really introspective about it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really good addition to telling, because it makes it, it makes it, it makes Harlem seem more than just a neighborhood to him. It makes it it adds like a personal level to it, which I think uh, really adds to the song and uh, it adds and it kind of adds to telling like his story as as Cameron himself. Like I'm not talking about like the skits that the that not the story that the skits are telling. I'm just thinking of like the story that uh, Cameron is trying to tell about himself. I think that that's. Um, really great that what he's doing with that i agree this is like i think this is like one of the introspective songs on here because i don't think there was that much introspective songs on here memory serves me correctly That's, yeah i think this is where like camera's kind of like vulnerable because he's like reminiscing he's like he's he's letting like the, the listeners know like where he's from and stuff and how he had to get by basically so i really appreciate this track I think this is an underrated track. It didn't make my top five, but it's still a dope song. Yeah, those are my thoughts on it. You have any more thoughts on this song? Nope, I got them all out. All right, perfect. So we get to track number nine, Rude Boy, the skit. And uh, this is just a Jamaican dude talking to Cameron. He's like arguing over him on in the on the phone, I should say. And he's just telling him to stop messing with his girl. This is a skippable track, but it translates to another song on here, the song, the track afterwards. But what are your thoughts on this? Um, I would agree. It's skippable. I mean, you don't need to listen to this. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's just a Jamaican guy calling Cameron about Cameron, I guess, taking his girl. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a skit, you know, typical skit stuff. Nothing, nothing that will blow your mind. Exactly. Yeah, another skippable skip for me on this album. So we get to track number 10. This is Girls produced by, no, this is produced by Charlemagne 
featuring Mona Lisa. This is a sequel to Stop Calling. I'm not a big fan of Stop Calling from um, the Come Home From Me album. So I'm, I fucking hate this song. I'm sorry, man. This song is just cringy as fuck. Man. You could tell he's trying to do this for the radio. I think this was a skit. Memory serves me correctly. Yeah, this is a skit. That's what I thought. Not a skit, but a um, single. My bad. So yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with this song, man. It's kind of corny. It's just a song talking about how girls like to have fun by cheating on men and stuff like that. So this is a trash song to me. Yeah, I feel like this song, like this whole, this song, I feel like has been. This kind of song and this kind of beat, this kind of melody has been made like a million times. Yeah. Um, and I would agree that when I first listened to this, I definitely thought that this was uh, for radio play, nothing else. Um, yeah, just it's very, this is definitely, it's it's definitely nothing revolutionary. This song's not, once again, it's not something that's going to blow your mind or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I mean it's very radio friendly, um, and it's one of those songs that like, you know, you have like on YouTube if you're gonna look it up, you have to like put down like explicit if you want to listen to the actual song. Like the most of the times, the version you're gonna get is gonna be the clean version on YouTube. So yeah, that's definitely a sign that it's a that, that was made for commercial reasons. Exactly. Okay, so I now remember what I was gonna say. We're gonna go back a little, okay? So right. for so for Leave Me Alone Part Two, Cameron starts out the song by saying "Move, bitch, get out the way," but I don't know why I like it censored that. I'm not sure if you noticed that or anything. I did not notice that. Yeah, when he starts it off, he's like, "Move, get out the way." Then for Down and Out, I read somewhere on Genius that Cameron didn't Cameron didn't want Kanye West to have a verse, so he just does the chorus. So yeah, that was back. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we get to track eleven, another skit in the row. This is like a skit sandwich, goddamn. So this is uh I'm a chicken head skit. This is on Cam. Cam's on the phone with a chicken head. So a chicken head is basically a slang term for a hoe. This phone, this phone combo is like very funny. I was laughing my ass off, man. Especially if she's like, I'm gonna I'm sound like a um, chicken. And she's like, quack, quack. And Cam's like, that's a, that sounds like a duck. <laughs> I started dying. <laughs> that shit's so funny, man. I like this kid. So, yeah, you definitely told the, the whole story about that. Um, and I guess like, specifically like what a chicken head is a chicken head is like specifically like a girl who uh i guess to you know not put it so lightly likes to suck dick um yeah the cock so, you, huh? yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much <laughs> remember that guys <laughs> <laughs> there, there's this dude named pat I think his name is Project Pack. He did a song called uh, Chicken Head. <laughs> it's funny. It's used a lot in like the Southern, it's like a Southern vernacular, to be honest. So I don't hear too many. Um, no, actually, I take that back because Redman used that. Never mind. So yeah, I think this skit was hilarious, in my opinion. It's very short. I think it's like a, a couple seconds, a minute. I don't know. I actually like, do you like this skit? Um, 
I mean, I'm not going to go back to listen to it again. I mean, if yeah, I'm going to re-listen to this album, I'll probably skip it. Um, yeah. Is it the worst kid on the album? No. Um, it's definitely the most entertaining, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll probably, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's the most entertaining one, for sure. Like, yeah. So I would definitely agree with that. It's one of the better skits on the album. Um, which there are, I would think, like, there are more skits in this one than there is on Come Home With yeah yeah you're right like the the thing about come home with me a lot of the skits are like into combining the songs same with this one because i was looking at spotify and it like said i'll have like a song and then they say slash skit slash skit and all that so yeah but like a lot of the times on this album the skits are just separate that makes sense but there are some that are conjoined together with the songs but yeah so we get to track number 12, which is Soap Opera, produced by Pop and Versatile. And this is him talking about, like, reminiscing on his childhood romance, where he's coming to, like, a decision whether he wants to choose hustling or keeping his girlfriend. He chooses hustling. I think this is a dope song. I like the chipmunk soul beat. So my favorite lyrics on here are, it's, th it's things to know about when you go got dough and clout, ways to move, know, know the route. Baby girl, close your mouth, cause I feed you well. Every sneaker, hell, you eat Louis, shit Gucci, breathe Chanel. Looking back on school, art art and crafts, fucked half and staff, fuck half the staff, beat up half the class. I was like Dr. Dre, though I had, I have a laugh, nigga with attitude, Meet me after math. So I thought that was a brilliant line. Payne Hobbs shoot Dr. Dre. But yeah, those are my thoughts on it. This is another introspective track on here. Yeah, and not only is it like an introspective track, but it has a very introspective beat that goes along with it really well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I, I like the song. The song was very strong. Um, and I really like the beat, and like for me, like the beat is probably my favorite part about this out about this song, and yeah. um, you know, and the and um, like the hook is very catchy too, um, mm -hmm. and once again, like any Cameron album, you're gonna get really good lyricism. Agreed. People sleep on Cameron a lot, you know. He's kind of. I'll say he kind of has a negative reputation, especially one song I hear we're going to get to later on. <laughs> Probably know what song I'm talking about. But yeah. I, I might have some ideas. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, those are my, those are our thoughts on this song, Soap Opera, produced by Pop and Versatile. So we get to track number 13, which is OT. I don't know what OT stands for. Did you get what OT stands for? Uh, I don't know what, oh, I'm not sure. I'm, the only thing I can think of is overtime. Yeah, same. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with overtime, but that's, that's <laughs> what I got. <laughs> so basically the skit is just Cam talking to a girl, asking her if she wants to come, and she says yes. So yeah, that was pretty much it. I'll skip this. To clarify, uh, you know, yeah, I didn't mean, mean, I didn't by, mean come like that. No, no, no. What do we mean, mean by come? We mean by like go on a trip with him. Yeah, um, should have said that. <laughs> uh, like go on a trip with him, and then she's all like, "Oh, but what about my kids?" And um, 
He's like, fuck your kids. Yeah, pretty much. And then, like, she's like, all right. And then she just eventually agrees and says that, like, their grandma will watch them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty um, much. You know, I guess, like, it has somewhat to do with, like, I don't even know what the story he's trying to tell, to be honest with you. Because, um, like, uh, yeah, you, you know, I guess they'll find out later, but like, I'm not really understanding what story this is being told in through yeah. these skits. This kind of example of like just a skit that's out of place with the other skits, in my opinion, because it doesn't yeah it doesn't feel like cohesively. Because I I agree with you that I couldn't really find couldn't link them to the other skits. I think there are some that could chopped off just so they can have like a complete story of um um what the other skits were telling but i'll get to that like at the end like which skits kind of fit together and all that you know but yeah all right so we get to track number 14 bubble music produced by stay getting productions this is a solid song not bad so those are my thoughts on it uh i i feel like the the beat was really good um yeah. Like the beat's really good and like the production on the beat is super strong. Um, but once again, I felt like Cameron at times there was a little bit disconnect between him and the beat a little yeah. bit. Um, but this is one of those tracks where for me, the beat makes the track for me mostly. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on that song. All right, so we get to track number 15, More Reason featuring Jaheen. I have no idea who Jaheem, and this is once again produced by Chad Hamilton. And Cameron's just talking about how money, girls, like obsession of like money and girls led to him being like a basketball player or like doing sports and then to like drug selling and then to entertainment. Hence the, hence the um, album that he had, drugs, drugs, no sports, drugs, and entertainment. So I think this is another dope song. Another um, you could say introspective track. So I kind of have an interesting opinion on this track. Um, yeah. And so for me, like, like the singing on the track is good, the beat is good, and Cameron is good. All of those independently by themselves are good. Mm-hmm. But when it comes together as one track, at some at some points there's just a certain disconnect um, mm. to it a little bit. And like I feel like the sound of like the R&B singers in it and the sound of the beat just doesn't match the subject matter that he's trying to say. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that's me. So like once like I said, everything, all the components are good independently, but together they don't. They don't, uh, they don't come together the best. Yeah, I can see that. It didn't make my top five, but I think it's a dope song. Probably like, I would have to agree with you. Probably one of the weaker songs on here. Just like yeah, this like, like said. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not. I would not describe it as like, oh, this song is horrible or anything like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much my thoughts. All right. So we get to track number 16, The Block skit. And this is another skit with Mizzle and then Jim Jones and Cameron. And Mizzle's like talking about selling drugs. And there's like a misunderstanding, I want to say, between Cameron and Mizzle. Because Miz- Cam thinks he's like a snitcher or like a cop or anything. And then like Jules, no, it's not Jules, but uh, Jim Jones is actually 
telling Cam he's on their side and stuff as part of the dip set. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Another skippable track. I mean, another skippable skit, you could say. Um, yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, nothing too substantial, I would say, about this track, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all right. I mean, it's not the worst skit I've ever heard, but if I go back to this album, this isn't, I'm not going to listen to the skits on this. Yeah, I agree. So we get to track number 17, The Dope Man, featuring Jim Jones, produced by Bang. This is a remake of The Dope Man by NWA, a classic song. And to me, this song is okay. I'm not, I'm not the big, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know about you, but I'm not the biggest fan of like rapper, modern day rappers trying to rap on like classic beats. It kind of, it kind of fucks up the whole vibe to me. They don't really fit it. And this is definitely another, this is not a bad song. It's just okay. I'm not, and I think the chorus is kind of horrendous in my opinion. So yeah, I could have done without this track. It's not a bad song, it's something I could have done without. Interesting. I thought that this track was absolutely horrible. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Like, the, the Dope Man beat by NWA does not fit Cameron well at all. Yeah. All right, that changed my, uh, I changed my mind. This is, yeah, this is horrible. I want to come back to <laughs> Yeah, this, this, this track needs to be changed. Um, yeah, I would, this track was just not it um not it chief and the chorus the chorus oh my gosh this, yeah. this is just a bad song. come on jim jones <laughs> do better yeah okay so right. i have another question for you actually all right so what's worse this which one what's worse dope man or leave me alone part one which one would you rather listen to probably Leave me alone, part one. This this song yeah. is pretty bad. This song is just is just not great. Um, not Cameron's best work. This is just like a filler track, in my opinion. I don't know why it did. I know you're yeah, trying to pay homage to like NWA, but that sometimes like the styles don't really mix all that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely a classic case of. They don't mix well. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we get to track number 18, Family Ties, featuring Nicole Ray, produced by Schizo. And then this is a this is just like Cameron like representing Dipset, Dipset, the Dipset movement, the dip, yeah, the diplomats, all that. And then just putting them on the map because they were like huge at the time. They were kind of like on the same level as like the um G unit kind of era. Like people were like dressing like them. People were saying things like them, like no homo, like pause. That's where all that shit originated from. And yeah, this song is a fucking bang. I really love this shit. This song is in my top five on the album. And I like the cinematic beat. And I like the singing too. And I like the chorus. So yeah, those are my thoughts on it. 
Yeah, I, I like this song. It has a really good beat. Um, I agree that the cor- I agree that the beat's really good. The chorus is good, and the lyricism is really good. Um, I guess like the only thing that I would complain about is that like maybe sometimes Cameron's flow just didn't fit the best at certain points. Not the whole time, but yeah, I would yeah. definitely agree that this is a strong track on the album. All right. So yeah, I agree with you too. I don't really, I guess the, I guess the only nitpicky, since we're going to be nitpicky on this episode, <laughs> I guess like the, like you said, the chorus sometimes didn't match up. I don't know if you got that or anything. Sometimes the I got more so up. like the, I got more so like certain uh, like parts of Cameron's flow didn't match up the best. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we get to track number 19, Adrenal, Adrenal, I can't even, Adrenaline, there you go, featuring Twist, Twista and Psychodrama, I have no idea who the fuck Psychodrama is, and this is produced by a legendary trackster, and they're basically using the beat from Adrenaline Rush by, by Twista, which is in the same album, the same name, which is a, I really love that song. And Twista steals a show on this. This beat was meant for like Twista because he is a Chicago rapper and this kind of has a Chicago vibe to it. And yeah, Cameron, Cameron's verse was solid. Psychodramas was all right. And this is a solid song. I'm not going to say this is bad because I, I think this is a solid song. I think Twitter, like, Twista like bodies everyone on here. My favorite, lyric, my favorite lyrics from the song are going to come from Twista, obviously. So what can I say to make you see how the fuck I feel to make me want to run up in your home shoot you in the dome if you busted my body up with the chrome i still be in the zone like a poem so he's paying homage to adrenaline rush because he starts off the same verse with what can i say how what can i say to make you see how the fuck i feel and yeah and then he kind of changes his like alters his verse from that so like the the starting lines are the same but after to make part he changes it. So yeah, I think this is dope. I like this song. I think it's solid. I really like this song. Um, I would definitely agree. Twista like kills this track. Um, and I feel like Twista and Cameron worked really well together on this track. Um, like they both figured out a good sound for each other to like work with each other on. Um, I, I just think all the artists worked really well together and they found a really good beat that they all could work on. Um, and that's definitely a good job on either the artists or um, the production. Uh, whoever made that decision, very good decision. Uh, I thought that this song was super good. Um, and I really love Twista's, uh, you know, this like, you know, you know, Twista, you go super fast and, yeah. um, I love that. I thought that that was super good. And then, yeah, Cameron comes on. And Cameron, you could tell that there were certain parts where Cameron was trying to catch up, like not yeah. like trying to be as fast as Twista. Um, it didn't work. But, but he's not, no, very few people can go on fa- as fast as Twista, uh, at least on a consistent basis like he can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that this track was really good. The reason why I say solid is because I, I like the, obviously, I like the original one better. But if the original one didn't exist, I would like this one. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. 
I definitely think this is dope, but I prefer the original Adrenaline Rush. This is not bad at all. I really like this, dude. I was when I was like seeing the lyrics. I'm not gonna rap fast. I don't even know how to fucking do that shit. <laughs> so I, had to, <laughs> I had to slow it down. Yeah, so we get to track number 20, which is Hey Lady featuring Freaky Zeke, produced by Pop from Versatile. This was an okay song. The hook is just fucking terrible, dude, for Freaky Zeke. I don't, I don't like Freaky Zeke does not sound good singing, man. This is a skippable track for me. Um, yeah, I feel like this track, like, this track is one of those tracks where I feel like you're either gonna love this track or you're gonna hate it. You know, yeah. you know, like you said, like the singing. I don't know. I didn't mind it as much as you did. Um, I thought it was all right singing. Um, so I, I overall, I actually kind of like this track. Um, but uh, like this is one of those tracks where like nothing is really perfect. Um, yeah. Which uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. Like you know, not everything's gonna be perfect. So. Um, but uh, overall, I feel like this track, this is one of those tracks that just kind of works well. Um, I didn't yeah. put it in my top five or anything. It just, you know, it's not a bad track, um, but I wouldn't put it in like the upper, like the upper echelon of tracks or anything like that. I agree. I definitely think it's better than the, um, that girl song. I fucking hate the girl song on here. Oh yeah, at least yeah, that girl song, that one's just that's one of those tracks is just like it's all played out. Yeah, I agree. You can tell it's definitely you can tell this one's for commercial as well. Cause I think this was a yeah, this was yeah, this was a single as well. No surprise there, huh? So yeah. <laughs> so we get to track number twenty-one, which is Shake. Featuring J.R. Ryder, produced by Self Service and Music Maestro. I can tell this song is meant for the radio because I want to say this was a, yeah, this was a single. But I actually really fuck with the song. I like the beat and everything. I like the chorus. And um, yeah, this is like a club banger song. It's just asking girls to shake their ass and all that shit, you know, the usual. And my favorite lyrics are let her drive the whip, see. If she ride a stick, who as live as this? No, who who as live as this? My pool size is sick, but swim in my pants and die for dick. That's from Cameron. <laughs> Once again, uh, J.R. Ryder, a gun in some bud through the metal detector. The metal detect ya, settle and wet ya. So I thought it was pretty dope. Learn from J.R. But yeah, those are my thoughts on it. I really fuck with the song, actually. I like it. So for me, um, I thought this track was really good. Um, I guess like my, I have an issue with this track is that like that high pitched voice that they yeah, had. That, 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 that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wish Cameron would just have uh, deleted that whole part off of the whole like hook part. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would have, that part to me just kind of, I don't know, just kind of took away from the track a lot for me. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on this track. All right, perfect. We get to the infamous song, track number 22, Get Em Girls, produced by Schizo. I fuck with this beat. I think this beat is fucking dope as fuck. But let's, in, let's address the elephant in the room. So I was talking about lyricism, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
And this is why Cameron gets a bad name because of this song. So the lyricism on the song is like grade school nursery rhymes. This is like the, um, think of it as kind of Run DMC type of shit. You know what I mean? I think we progress way, like way farther from Run DMC about lyricism, but Cameron was lazy as fuck on this song because there, there's this infamous line on here when he starts out the song. And it goes, I get computers putin. What the what the fuck, man? <laughs> Come on, that is lazy as shit, man. It's not even a bar right there, dude. How are you gonna say the same thing in the same sentence, man? But just take out the come part. All right, I should have worded that differently. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I really need to think about what I'm saying, but you get what I'm saying, man. So I think this this lyricism is laughably. How do I say it? Okay, how do I say this? The lyricism, all right, it's not the best lyricism, but it's a vibe, if you know what I mean by that. Just like a song you vibe out to. And this is on my top five. I know people are gonna lynch me and come from my throat, but I actually like the song. But the lyricism is just enjoyably funny. <laughs> it's just funny to listen to. <laughs> I would, like these fucking sound effects, like zoom, broom, zoom, zoom type of shit. Zoom, zoom, boom, 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 zoom. zoom. Like, it sounds like a fucking child who just discovered Legos or some shit, like Hogwarts. <laughs> 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 fucking Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to the song, don't focus on the lyricism. This is kind of like, I'll say this is kind of like Travis Scott level lyricism right here. I know I throw shit at Travis Scott a lot, but we got to compare. You know, this is kind of like people, people don't listen to Travis Scott for lyricism. This is kind of the example of what I mean by that. Just like to compare it. So yeah, I do have a favorite lyric on here. Posters on the wall posted on my balls. I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> but this lyricism, man. <laughs> you need to go back to the freaking drawing <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I, I fucked with the beat, though. The ha, ha. Uh, that shit sounds cinematic, bro. But the fucking lyrics of the, the Zoom Boom, she, she proceeded to moo me. God damn it, fucking Cameron. <laughs> this song's just very funny, though. I like it, though, man. It's enjoyable, you know, for what it is, though. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on this track. Well, I, I agree. I thought that the beat was really good. Um... The chorus is horrible, like that, like that dude that's trying to sound like a girl. Yeah, get him, girl. Oh, I like that. Girl. I do. I hate. I do. I hated that part, dude. That part pissed me off, man. It just sounded so corny. Mm -hmm. um, not because like a dude is trying to sound like a girl or anything. Like I have no problem with that. I just have no problem with just how it was done. I guess. Um, yeah. There's just really, uh, just unnecessary. I don't know why that was in there. Mm -hmm. Um. But I have to agree with you that the beat on that song is actually really good. So if they could just, like, you know, if you're going to listen to this track, I mean, obviously, if you're going to listen to the album, I mean, I feel like you have to listen to this track to get the full experience. Um, but, however, on the other hand, once you've listened to it once, you can you, you can be done with it and just listen to the instrumental. The instrument, I feel like <laughs> the beat's good, but just everything else there's some there's just something there's it's a little bit of a mess <laughs>
Fuck, this is like grade school shit right there. <laughs> Once you go back, in my opinion, the lyricism is not that bad. Like when I first listened to the album, I wasn't listening through to it through like a critical eye, but going back, I was like, what the fuck, Cameron? What the fuck? <laughs> like I didn't have a problem with it when I first listened to it, but like going back retrospective, the lyricism is not that good, I'll be honest. Yeah, my main problem is the freaking chorus, dude. Just, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we got our thoughts out the way for this song. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. I think we got those out. Exactly. So we get to songs with better lyricism, we could say. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to agree with you on that for sure. All right, we get to track number 23, Dipset Forever, produced by Kanye West. He's just shouting out once again his group Dipset, Diplomats, you could say. This is Don't Be by Kanye West, a traditional soulful chipmunk soul vibe. Dope song, I fuck with it. So, yeah. Man, this, I like this track. I love this track. Um, you know, and I agree, there's a lot of soul with it. You know, it's kind of like, it kind of has like a soulful drama sound to it, um, and also he, you know, shouts out his crew. Yeah, and it's a good like shout out track. Sometimes shout out tracks can be kind of corny. Yeah, um, but this one's really good. I like this one. Um, so yeah, this this was definitely this is a really strong track and much better lyricism <laughs> compared to the last track and much better chorus, I might add. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we get to the last track on here track number 24 this is take them to church featuring joel santana and uncasa i have no idea who uncasa is and this is produced by amadeus very cinematic beat braggadocial song don't wait to end the album so yeah those are my thoughts on it yeah once again there's another good it's a good track to end an album on. Um, I feel like he could have either ended the album on Take Him to Church or Did Set Forever. Um, either yeah. one would have been good to end the album with. So um, really strong ending. Um, so, you know, whoever did the track listing, once again, did a really good job with track listing. Uh, just like getting, the order was really good. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, another really good track to end on. Uh, both, like, I feel like the last two tracks do sound very similar. Uh, they both yeah. have, like, kind of, like, a drama. Kinda, they kind of have, like, a dramatic sound to them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I agree with you, too. They kind of have, like, a, a organ vibe to it or something like that. Kind of, like, yeah, a soulful vibe. Yeah. All right. So... What are your uh, closing thoughts? So just give me your rating, your top five songs, or if you would buy it during the album. So yeah, go for it. So comparing this to uh, Come Home With Me, this album has a far less like Rockefeller sound to it. Yeah. Uh, like you, you don't hear the Rockefeller uh, influence on this album nearly as much, um, which I think benefits the album you kind of get a little bit of a better idea of like Cameron's sound yeah um you know there was some minor production issues uh sometimes like I said like sometimes the beat and 
Cameron didn't really match up that well. Um, and uh, if I'm factoring in the skits, the skits, I don't need, I think the skits are like telling two different stories. There yeah. was the whole Mizzle story, and there was a story about a girl. There was two stories going on. Um, so, uh, yeah. But, I mean, well, it's whatever. I don't even listen to skits, really. So, <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, and I feel like I, I like this album better than Come Home With Me. Yeah, um, I agree. Because I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the ROC sound, but the ROC sound just is really good with Jay-Z and all that. Um, yeah. But with this album, you could tell that uh, Cameron's own sound was coming out a little bit better. Um, and the features were really good, too. Um, much less Jewel Santana on this one. Um, and I think, I think Jewel Santana would have been pretty good on this album, too. So... Um, you know, in a way, is you kind of miss him a little bit, but yeah, the, no matter what, if you add him on there, he's not going to take away from it. But without him on it, it's still a good album. Um, so my overall rating for this album is an eight out of ten, and um, and as to like whether or not you should buy or stream it or burn it, I would probably say it determines on if you really like. Like a good, like if you like Cameron, you should buy this album because it has more of his own sound, I think, than um, Come Home With Me. Uh, but I mean, I guess if you're not a Cameron fan yet, you know, of course, give it a listen on Spotify, give it a listen on YouTube or something. It's pretty easy to just kind of listen to this whole album on YouTube. And then for my top five songs, so for five is Harlem Streets. Four is Dipset Forever. Three is Down and Out. Two is Taken to Church. And number one is Adrenaline. All right, perfect. All right. Okay, so I wanted to say one thing because I forgot to mention. So on the song Get Em Girls, there's a skit link to it. It's just basically Mizzle, Mizzle signing out. That's pretty much it. So I just want to mention that. Okay. So my... My closing, so let me say, so for the skits, so skit-wise, so uh, pro, Welcome to Purple Haze, I would say um, The Block and the Mizzle outro, they're linked together, so I just want to say that, and I want to say Rude Boy and Chicken Head are linked together, so just want to put that out there. Then OT, I think OT might be linked to the chicken head skit, I, I think it's a, it, its own separate, like, uh, own entity. So, like, the ones that I mentioned with Mizzle are the, just the own story, if that makes sense. So, yeah. So, my closing thoughts, I think Purple Haze is Cameron Cameron's uh, magnum opus album, in my opinion. Don't get intimidated by, like, how long the album is, because I know some people have, like, a short attention span. They think, oh, 24 tracks. There's not that much filler, actually. It's, like, three songs I didn't like in the album. And this album's long. It's like 70 minutes. So I def it's a definitely enjoyable album start to finish. It starts off strong, finishes strong. And the production is really dope as hell. Some of the best production at the time. I love the diversity of production from soulful, like piano-laced beats to hard edge street beats, 
to cinematic beats. And the lyricism is still sharp. Cameron hasn't lost a step lyrically, except for Get Him Girl song. I'll give him that. And <laughs> yeah, we're able to see like Cameron shine more compared to Come Home With Me. Cause there is, um, with Come Home With Me, there's a lot more guest appearances on there. So they kind of elevate the album a little bit, if that makes sense. Like we don't get to see Cameron shine as much, but we do see him shine like way more on this album. And I guess so. And I'll, I'll get to the cons later because there was an interesting point that you brought up, but let me, I'm gonna start with the pros. So yeah, um, yeah, like the, you get like braggadocia rhymes, storytelling rhymes, drug dealing and etc. Once again, this is Cameron in his primes. All right, now let's get to the cons. So, so the cons is like some of the production is trying to appeal to mainstream sounds. That's why you get these like horrendous hooks. Um, I'm not a fan of like the cover songs he does. Like he tries to, he tries to use like a, a beat from a classic song and try to rap over it. It doesn't fit him well because it's a lot of West Coast beats and Cameron doesn't really work good on West Coast beats, in my opinion. And there are, like I said, three songs I don't care for. I didn't care for the skits. They kind of dragged down the runtime. So if you if you cut those, they would cut down the runtime by a couple of minutes, you know, nothing that huge. The, the miserable bullshit skits, I thought they were unfunny. They were kind of annoying. And this should be no surprise. I think Purple Haze is Cameron's best album. And I guess the only con, I wish there was more Jules Santana because I really enjoyed him on there. And I also like the interesting point that you brought up that this has like less of a rock sound. It has more Rockefeller song sound. It has more, this album has like more of a Cameron sound. So you get like more of a vibe of what Cameron sounds like without all like that Rockefeller bullshit he was under. He was still under Rockefeller, but he had like his own sound going, if that makes sense. Like the production's like way different in my opinion from um, the Come Home With Me album. So in my opinion, Purple Haze is like a hard album to follow up to. And that being said, I'll give uh, Purple Haze 8.5, I'm getting money niggas out of 10. And my top five songs on here are Down and Out for number five. And then number four, people are gonna crucify me, but I really like the beat, Get em Girls. I'm not gonna talk too much on it, but <laughs> we'll be here all day. So tracking, I mean, uh, Number three is Kill a Cam, and then number two is Family Ties, and then number one is Leave Me Alone Part Two. Because that Leave Me Alone Part Two, I was listening to that shit all day, man. That shit was getting stuck in my fucking head. Man. So yeah, and would I buy or burn this album? I'll definitely buy the shit. Honestly, I'm a, I might, I'm a, I might purchase it tonight. I don't know, one of those days. But I definitely need to get my hands on this album. But yeah, those are my thoughts on this and West Side thoughts. So what is your um, hot topic? So my hot take for today pretty much has nothing to do with uh, this album at all. Um, yeah. It kind of has to do with something that I think someone who's been on our podcast before kind of asked us on this group chat that we have together, uh, Motherboard, yeah. he kind of talked about um, producers giving their tags on track on like the tracks that they've produced yeah uh so i want to get your thoughts on like your thoughts on producers putting the tags on tracks that's a good question i, I wish motherboard motherboard was here 
it is what it is so um he hasn't been on any episodes that's kind of sad he'll be on like next season hopefully but um producer tags i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of them they're just like hit or miss for me they're like whatever they could they can either drag the the track the track down or they can like uplift the track because it kind of gives it like a presence like hey i'm here or something but it comes it can kind of come off like corny in my opinion like especially if you're a serious song it's like a serious like subject and you just put like mustard on that beat it's gonna drag the all right i have to use that example but <laughs> you all know who that is dj mustard that has nothing to do with the conversation but i'm just saying like that's gonna drag the song down because like that the producer tag kind of makes it sound corny it doesn't be take doesn't make the song be taken seriously if that makes sense because if you're trying to talk about something seriously you have some nigga yelling about his like producer tag like you're gonna pay more attention to the producer tag it's gonna kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth it's gonna taste like piss if that makes sense but yeah those are my thoughts on that shit so I'm not the, I don't really care for it. Like I prefer not to be because it kind of comes off corny, you know, but yeah. Well, I guess like my thoughts on it are that like, uh, overall I'm with you. I mean, do I have, I don't have the strongest opinion on them. I'm not gonna, um, like just come up here and say they're great or say they're, uh, the worst thing to ever happen in the world. Um, yeah. However, I will say that sometimes when you, so, you know, producers, of course, they're going to produce a lot of different tracks with a lot of different artists. And so you hear that tag and you, you think about a song that you listened to before <laughs> that, yeah. that, uh, that that producer made. And so you think you're listening to that track, but then all of a sudden, like, you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? So that does happen. Um, it does kind of create like confusion. Like what, what song am I listening to now? Cause like, <laughs> um you know I they all, like, um but um i guess it does kind of help get like a good thing about it is is that if you're an up-and-coming producer and you have a good tag don't make an annoying tag please don't uh <laughs> annoying tags are the freaking you could do um for me as a listener that's the worst thing you could do is make some annoying as tag and um yeah you here yeah i'm here sorry my, my headphone got disconnected yeah i heard it kind of cut out volume what were you saying all right what was the last thing you heard <laughs> sorry so you said don't make them annoying try to make them dope okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so don't make them like super annoying um and then when you know and so if you make like a really annoying like you know producer tag you just and like like you said and then like you put it on like a really good song like that's it's kind of annoying um yeah, yeah and then also but also i would say that it helped it, it helps it could help bring um like recognition to up and coming, um, you know, up and coming producers to get their name out there a little bit. So like you hear that tag and you're like, oh, that was made by this guy. And so now you want to, you know, reach out to them and that, and their name is in the track. So therefore, you know, 
who you know who produced it because like a lot of people nowadays i mean a lot of people in general not not just nowadays just they don't they're not gonna look up producers they're not looking at producers all the time right yeah but like this kind of like I don't want to say forces people, but this like it kind of makes people actually know who the producer is. Yeah. So therefore, you can get your name out there a little bit. Um, so yeah, and I've never really heard like a a producer tag on like a dramatic song, and if they do, they like kind of remix the tag to add to the to like kind of like add to the vibe of the song. But overall, yeah. if you're gonna put a producer tag. Don't put it on serious songs. Uh, only put it on, you know, other tracks. Yeah. You know. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree too. Cause this day and age, no one wants to do fucking research. You know, no one's looking at the like production credits or anything. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it definitely is smart to do that. Cause then people are gonna be like, "Yo, this beat is kind of odd. I'm gonna check out this dude's work." And then and here's a here's a kicker for that. For that producer, he's gonna get more work because, like the, like an artist, like let's say like little so and so here's like the dude do like a production credit. Here's like the tag. He's like, yo, I'm actually gonna use this dude on a song in an album or single. So that that dude gets like recognized. He becomes like part of a circle, and then he branches out. He does work for other people, and then he the money comes in for him. So he's actually doing really good. Just because off of like having knowing that I'm telling people, yo, I'm here if you need anything, like I got you guys, you know. So I think I think it does help out the um producer in like the long run. I think like a good example uh for what you're describing especially is um young top uh from Chicago. He mostly did a lot of like guys from Chicago and the drill steam. Yeah originally and he yeah he, he had a producer tag and um you know and then he eventually started working with huge artists outside of like his main circle um like he started working with like the likes of like kanye west and stuff like that so what was his name? yeah young chop young chop yeah and his um his tag kind of says um it's pretty like he says chop squad in the in his uh, in his tag. Oh he got arrested. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. He's he, yeah, lately he's been <laughs> he's been on some other stuff lately. Uh, I'm not gonna make too much comments on that. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and judge him. But yeah, he's he's had some issues lately. That's let's just put it that way. I like how he's smiling and is like freaking his mugshot. <laughs> so yeah. So he, you said he worked with uh, what song did he work with Kanye West song? I don't know exactly what songs he worked with Kanye West on. I know he went on tour yeah. at some point. I mean, you know, it definitely you know it like you said it helps kind of create like a little circle around you, and you can kind of get like a core group. That like especially want to use you for like that because if they're looking for a specific kind of production, they know to go to you. Yeah. Whereas like whereas like back in the day, like you you couldn't tell who was producing all of uh, like Easy E's beats all the time. Like you didn't know who was producing all those beats. You didn't know who was producing all of 
daisies bees you, like you just didn't know all that stuff because people you know it's it's all on the cd yeah but that that, that takes you know time to read and people don't want to do that i agree yeah i just think yeah it's beneficial for that producer but you gotta you gotta be strategically like uh, me and west side said like you want to you want to kind of make how do I say this? You kind of want to decide, like, yo, I shouldn't put it on this song. I should put it on that song. Like, choose your songs wisely, if that makes sense. Like, you don't want it, like, the producer tag to kind of ruin the song, if that makes sense. You want to make it short or sweet. You know, you don't want to make it long. You don't want to make it corny. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to um, producer tags. Like, just, just be smart with them. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know? Yeah, I agreed. Well, all right, if you got all your thoughts out, I got all mine out. Yeah, I got all mine out. So this concludes season two, episode 13 of the Jam Planet podcast. You just listened to us review Purple Haze by Cameron. And next time you see us, we're going to be doing season two, episode 14. We're going to be reviewing Legal Drug Money by The Lost Boys. See you on the flip side. See you guys later. Audio.